Welcome to the Old Soul, New Soul podcast with Robert Glasscock. We are going to tackle a listener question today, and I know a lot of you guys would have questions for Robert, and we are happy to weave them into this conversation. How you get there is you go to the funastrology.com website, and at the very top on the left is an orange button. You hit it, and you get to do this. I have a question on old soul, new soul. You both cover the nodes of the moon. And for example, for the Cancer Capricorn access, the conversation is about having Cancer in the north node and Capricorn in the south node. There doesn't seem to be any discussion about the reverse, having Cancer in the south node and Capricorn in the north node. I was wondering if you were going to cover those as well, or I can infer the meaning of them just from listening to the podcasts I already did. Thank you so much. So, Robert, this is a really good question. And, you know, I I think basically of how many different options and variables we could discuss just with the nodes as we did. So to keep them obviously in some kind of time parameter, we did what we did. But how would you answer Carolyn's question? Well, first, Carolyn, thank you so much. I'm glad you're getting a lot out of these podcasts. It's a great question. And yes, you can infer a lot uh, from what we said about the uh, the nodes in the camp- Cancer Capricorn axis. But what you're specifically asking is the south node in Cancer and the north node in Capricorn. And if you take the nodes as a sort of, this is a very quickie thumbnail perspective on them. Uh, but they have a lot to do with karma. So on one level, if you have the south node in cancer or in the fourth house, it suggests that in previous, and then you obviously have the north node in Capricorn opposite that, that the conflict, the karmic conflict, the existential conflict, if you will, that you're born under, is that in past lives or a past life, you either neglected or misused or abused the cancer archetypes, shorthanded home and family. And you concentrated more on uh, status uh, to show off to other people or to prove yourself in a career that could be very demanding. For example, science, scientists, medical people, people who have a really demanding career have a lot of trouble often integrating their love of that career and their focus on their ambitions with time and love and attention to the people at home. So in a a nutshell, that's one way to look at it. The South Node, to me, and, and astrologers will disagree with this, but I have found this to be true. The South Node indicates the archetype that you either neglected or misused or abandoned or abused in a past life. So the emotional, the water sign, the nurturing archetype of cancer in the private sphere, because cancer is associated with the fourth house, which is in the private sector of the chart, below the horizon, below the horizon of the ascendant descendant. So cancer is foundational. The, the idea of nurturing and parenting, these are foundational to the preservations of the family, the tribe, the nation, the world. And so it's on the emotional level that, uh, that this axis can indicate 
with the South Node in Cancer, that those qualities um, need attention in this life. The Capricorn qualities with the North Node in, in Capricorn indicate karmic success in terms of fulfilling ambitions or achieving goals in the public life. The 10th sign, the 10th house is opposite that fourth. So in a life like that, where in this life you have the North Node in Capricorn, you come in already knowing how to fulfill ambitions, but you'll perceive them to be in conflict, just as you did before, in conflict with the demands of the spouse, the children, protecting the family, and so on. That's it in a nutshell. Let's do this. I think this is a great place to interject this kind of thing. How would you advise somebody to synthesize this for themselves? Well, first of all, I would suggest you pay attention to the idea of nurturing other people uh, as well as yourself, because ironically with the South Node in Cancer, by consciously and deliberately saying to myself, all right, I have issues about intimacy. I have issues about family. I have issues about closeness. I have issues about responsibility. I've been responsible in my career ambitions and my dedication to that and to achieving success in the outer world. And maybe the reason I'm doing that is to provide for my family. But it's one thing to provide material security. At the, and it's another thing to neglect the emotional security. Daddy's not home. He's got to work emergency all weekend. So he'll be there for 48 hours. So the child then perceive, and so does the spouse, perceive that unconsciously to be, they'd rather be concentrating on these other things, these outer things, achieving success, getting the new house, the new car, the money at the expense of me. And they never voice this, but that's the feeling. And that sets up, you see, the, the conflict between the home and the career in, in a in kind of cliché expression of this but it's a very real conflict so if somebody's fairly new to astrology there are a lot of places you can get information on the characteristics of these signs right right i've heard you say in fact let me put an unabashed plug in here for the fun astrology 101 course because if you don't know astrology and you're kind of at the very beginning but you want to learn because you'd like to be able to speak one day like Robert Glasscock speaks. <laughs> you have to get past the gate. You have to go through the, the first entrance, and that portal is learning the signs, the planets, and the houses, basically, and then how to synthesize them together. We have a course for that over on funastrology.com. It's the Fun Astrology 101 course, and there are links there that you can participate in that. But basically, if you find the characteristics of the two signs where your north and south node are, then, Robert, I've heard you say, always tell the story. Describe what you see. And I would imagine that the way that I know you know and the way that both of us believe that astrology works is that the messages come through that chart for us at that time. So even if somebody doesn't understand everything, like you do, they still understand something and they can find characteristics of those signs and then start to paint a picture 
And a lot of that picture is going to be right for you right now. Would you agree with that? Totally true. And I just want to add something to Carolyn, for example. You're asking how would you advise somebody with the South Nodian Cancer uh, and the North Node in Capricorn. If you, if you look at the South Node sign and the qualities of that sign and also the house where that South Node falls, then if you begin to consciously develop the Cancerian qualities, and those basically involve having compassion for the other, and nurturing the other. And there are a couple of keys here. One is that by nurturing, consciously trying to feel empathic with another person and and to nurture them. I I started to say, we all have this inner child. We are all children deep down. And all we want is love and approval, love and approval and encouragement. That's all anybody wants. And of course, food and shelter. But so the idea that uh, it helps sometimes to remember, I don't care if you're talking to the president of the United States or the garbage man, it doesn't matter. All you have to do is take one second to remember that inside that person is a little boy or a little girl who wants to be nurtured and do it. And, And by doing that, you nurture yourself. And at the same, you've already got the Capricorn qualities. You came in with them with the North Node. You know how to do that. But oddly enough, by learning, and, and you have to do it consciously to begin with, to nurture and, and have compassion for other people and appeal to their, their inner child who just wants love and approval, you actually will nurture your own career success. The second thing, one of the things I do, especially when I'm around people who I uh, strongly disagree with or who are really negative people, in, and we all have these people somewhere, is to very consciously open up the heart chakra like a lens in a camera and just imagine a beam of light being thrown from your heart chakra to their heart chakra. This is a, a visualization that takes about one second. At the same time, consciously Close off your solar plexus chakra. Shut it down like the iris in a camera lens. And that prevents you taking in any negativity from the other or from the situation that you're in. So and as, as if, the, if the, I started to say argument, escalates, because in those situations, and we find this today because of the political divisions, if one or the other of you is either trying to provoke something or you are feeling provoked, mentally see that beam of light. I tell you, it just keeps reestablishing this heart chakra, heart chakra connection, and you will find that your perspective changes and even your body length changes and the way the words that you use it it, this is all pretty much automatic if you just visualize that that chakra beam of light from heart to heart yeah that's a wonderful technique and i've used it since you've been talking to uh, to us about it in the practicums it's a great technique well, I'm glad to hear it. It's a very practical technique. Sounds silly just to do a quick visualization, but it really does. I think what it does, Thomas, you know, thoughts precede everything. Thoughts precede reality, if you want to know. Uh, so that 
your attitude, your mental attitude in those kinds of situations, if you just can visualize that, that beam of light, it reminds you that you're both children of the all that is, if you want to phrase it that way, no matter how diametrically opposed you may be, uh, it changes the electromagnetic field in you, the person who's doing this visualization. If you have two people who do the visualization, so much the better, but often you don't. But it changes the electromagnetic field in you as well as changes, changes your interior th perspective on what's going on. And that's reflected. And the other person cannot help but respond to these shifts in these electromagnetic fields that we have, as well as to the behavioral shifts that this visualization does. So your body language, your words, and so on, change in a way that constructively affects this interchange. The trick, too, I think, is to remember that the south node is what you have uh, neglected, is the easiest word to use, maybe, in a past life. In other words, those traits are inherently weak in you. Now, you're going to read astrologers that say the opposite. This is not in my experience. Uh, so a person with the south node in cancer will come in often to a family that is troubled, parents that are troubled in some way, uh, because that's the archetype of it, that there's something amiss with my belief system about what a family is, what parents are, what nurturing is, what security is. So very often these people with this particular nodal axis feel a sort of existential insecurity. If you're born into poverty, for example, or to parents who have little or no education with the South Node in cancer, then you will consciously try and get out of that if you can by by getting an education and being uh, true to yourself nurturing yourself as opposed to maybe following a family scripting that says we're all neurotic and we're all we're all poor but we're the salt of the earth and those kinds of belief systems which can can keep people um, clinging to a sort of archetype that is really dysfunctional if that makes sense Yes, definitely it does. You know, another thing that kind of I think about on this is don't we who study astrology tend to often overcomplicate things? Yes, sometimes, but I tell you, it's, it's also the converse. Sometimes we tend to oversimplify things. Uh, I think a lot of people, some at least in my experience, are a little taken aback sometimes by how deep astrology can get. Um, I just had a conversation with a client yesterday, I've never met, and um, she asked about her husband's health. And I instantly, from the chart, said, let me ask you, first of all, is he older, than, like by at least seven years? And she said, yes. And I said, his heart and circulation are the two things right off the bat. And he will know about this. And she said, well, he's already had uh, two bypasses, two heart attacks and two bypasses. So that was just off the cuff. So then that led to a discussion about her husband's ability to love the heart. 
And suddenly we're into very deep metaphysical and psychological territory involving belief systems and how reality, how one's own personal reality is created. Just from a simple glance at this horoscope, her horoscope. And then she asked about her sons, her two sons, same thing. Same thing. So, uh, so that's that's what I mean by I mean, yes, we can we can wind up overanalyzing uh, to the point where we lack or lose all the emotional empathy with the client. There are a lot of us. It's very easy, I think, in astrology, Thomas, to uh, be so excited by the intellectual side of it and, and the things that we've read and the things that we've found and we want to try, and it puts us sometimes in a sort of ivory tower position that is really divorced from the actual emotional interchange that's going on between an astrologer and a client. It's very, very much like psychotherapy in a lot of ways, but with a, from a metaphysical standpoint. Yeah, that's a great point. In fact, last night I was on my walk and I was listening to, I don't know, some kind of video. I forget what it was or the context of it. But they were talking about in dealing with people, the contrast between nurses, if you will, and doctors and not making doctors wrong in any kind of way here. They're brilliant and they're well studied. But this person was saying and was a nurse that often the nurse perspective is more touch, feel, experience what's going on with that person in front of them, where the physician comes in, scans, reads the chart, diagnoses, and treats instantly, and it's all based on the training. And they kind of sometimes can miss that empathy. You know, it's the typical complaint. I saw a blur of a white coat in and out. <laughs> you know, it's like, and and this is what you're talking about here is the connection and then this is why i think that there should be a federal movement to make you a national treasure because you bring this perspective to astrology that you just don't get i think anywhere else i just realized you were talking about me as, as a national okay a national treasure i'm, I'm gonna have i'm gonna have a nun needle point that for a pillow there you go all right well i think but, it, you know, you but know you bring a saying, great perspective you what do. you're saying though is so true and it's again carolyn's cancer capricorn axis here the doctor is the capricorn he's the professional he is the authority he's the expert and you'd be a fool not to listen to him. Now, there are bad doctors and good doctors. My father was a doctor. He's an ophthalmologist. I was very grateful to be raised around doctors because I learned very early. They're people. They're human beings. There are lousy doctors. Absolutely. Just like they're lousy mechanics and lousy presidents. They're lousy everythings. My dad happened to be a really great doctor, a wonderful doctor, but I don't have any illusions about it. Nonetheless, I have tremendous respect, especially as med medical science progresses, what they can do. But they don't have the time to sit there and hold your hand and give you a half an hour of psychotherapy. That's the nurse. And my God, are they invaluable. I'm very lucky right now, Thomas. My uh, primary care physician for the past 12 years is a woman from India. And in fact, I have several doctors from India. Uh, and uh, she's wonderful. And uh, yet so is her nurse practitioner. Equally wonderful. So it's a very good point that you, that you raise. 
Well, thank you for clarifying this. I think that's a great answer to her question. And the other thing is, because we can't cover every possibility here, is one of the things that, one of the reasons, and Robert, this is why I so appreciate you doing this podcast with us, is that over time, Robert's skill and knowledge base is going to come through. But each episode will have to be studied. You'll have to take notes. This is what I do on all the material that I've been exposed to with him. And you start to build that library and that inventory of things. And then you start to work the knowledge into your own experience and into your own mind and life. And that's how you can eventually, over time, move with us as we post more episodes and Robert shares more. Then you'll be able to grow into this the way that he is able to do it. And then one day you'll look down and you'll go, wow. I sound just like Robert Glasscock. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guarantee you, you won't. No two, no two astrologers are alike. But man, I do appreciate your your kind comments. Uh, I love watching people get into astrology and begin to absorb it and apply it in their lives and to use it and to give readings. Uh, even if you're just starting out, it doesn't matter. You're going to be imparting a connection with something that I, I think is vital. It has saved my life, literally, and, uh, and some other people. So I appreciate that, Thomas. Maybe someday you'll have to tell us that story. All right. Robert is also taking readings. If you wanted to consult with him, now I know his schedule is filling up, but he is taking readings. It's on his website, rglasscock, the number four, site.com. Go to the Me tab, and there's a connection there to his email. That link is also in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you in the next Old Soul, New Soul episode with Robert Glasscock.